Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Okay, welcome back to the show. Joe Zagacki, Don Bailey Jr. We do not have Trent Krim. Sorry? You know who Trent Krim is, don't you? I'm sorry, I don't. Of course you do. You watch Ted Lasso. He's the reporter. Yeah, but I don't know what I can't understand half of what. Oh are. yeah, I have to watch. I have to watch in subtitles. I can't understand any of them. Keely, all I can't understand any of, except for Roy Ken. I understand he only says one word, so I understand that. The reason I bring it up is because Coach Shoop is with us, and he he said the other day during his press conference, "Where's Trent Krim?" So I assume that he catches Ted Lasso in the offseason or he, something. He binges on Lasso, trust me. Coach Shoop, good evening. Welcome to our show. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. I'm glad someone uh, got my sense of humor. I was concerned about that. <laughs> I have my routine. Usually we go to the hotel at uh, you know around 5 or 5.30 on Friday, and the, the Ted Lasso episodes, you know, the new episode comes online, you know, streams at midnight on Friday. So I go home right before we go to the hotel, and that's my – my wife and I, we, we spend our 30 minutes, you know, before I get locked back in at, at, and, and, and prepare for the game. So it's been, uh, it's been great, and it's, uh, that's a very funny show, obviously. Yeah. Well, Coach, let me tell you if, you, if you want some interesting Netflix, some interesting shows, my man Joe Zagaki's got a list for you. Now, <laughs> some, <laughs> some well, of them I'm still having nightmares on. I look, I look forward to exchanging. I'm always looking for something to uh, – you know, some to binge watch. You know, on Netflix or what have you, right there. So, you know, maybe after the game this Saturday, we'll exchange some thoughts and ideas. So, all right, I'm getting a, I'm getting a bad rap from him, only because during the pandemic and the lockdown, there was nothing else to do, and I discovered Netflix. I told Don, you got to watch this show and that show, and yeah, a few of them had a little bit of murder and mayhem, but at any rate, that's not why we have you. That's not why we have you on the show. Uh, we haven't had a chance to speak with you, and we're we're delighted you're at the University of Miami. You have such a great background, and really, from from uh, Penn State to Tennessee, Mississippi State, Michigan, how can you coach draw, or have you how have you been able to draw on on your background the the different stops you've had to being the analyst here at the University of Miami? How, how has that helped you? Well, it's been you know as I, as I sort of stated yesterday, it's it's really an honor to work at a, a at a school like you know University of Miami. Um, you know, when I was in college in the mid to late '80s, you know that's when Miami was really turning it on, and I really enjoyed. You know, I became a big fan at that time from a great distance. Uh, when I really got my break in coaching was the late '90s, early 2000s, when I was at Boston College, and we were in the old Big East and had some great battles. Uh, you know, against the Hurricanes. And, you know, I remember walking in the Orange Bowl and just feeling how special this place is. And 
always kind of at that time the Miami Florida State rivalry was you know certainly the biggest rivalry in college football and and still maybe and it was really kind of a neat you know I just I said if I ever had a shop opportunity to to be at Miami I, I'd jump at it and you know Manny and I have known each other for about 10 years now you know I reached out to him when I was a defense coordinator at William and Mary and he was making the transition from Middle Tennessee to Mississippi State and we saw the game the same way our X's and O's weren't exactly the same but our style of play and how we saw defense was very very similar and and uh you know we'd always exchange ideas in the off season and and connect and just talk a little bit of football here and there and and at the end of last season, um, you know, when the opportunity presented itself, you know, in Manny's words, you know, he tried to, he said, I'm, I'm going to try to find a pathway for you to get here. And when the opportunity presented itself, it was, it was really, it really special. And to, to work with him and to work with the guys on this defensive staff, you know, Jonathan Packey, T-Rob, you know, Ish, uh, DVD and Jess. I mean, it's a really, really good staff. And um, I've really, I'm really enjoying working with the student athletes here. I know the expectations are high here, and that should never ever change. Um, and and you know we're, we're working hard every day to be the best version of Miami football. And heading into you know this first conference game, I think we're all really really excited, and hopefully we can build off the momentum from last Saturday's win. Coach, you've had a great career, and you've been at great places. Who inspired you to to go into the coaching business? That's a good question, and and I'm not 100 percent sure. I mean, I grew up in Western Pennsylvania. You know, my teenage years were the late 70s, early 80s, when the the Steelers were playing really well and 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 winning Super Bowls. And I, you know, came from a sports family. You know, between you know, my father was not a coach, but you know, I came from a small high school where I played football, basketball, and baseball, and just the people in high school and the people in college that probably impacted me the most other than my family, you were coaches. And, um, you know, I've always really just gotten into coaching to, I, I, you know, it's important to me to be a teacher, you know, a leader and a role model. And and those are the things that I want to do. And those are, you know, that's how I want to help, you know, the, the guys I get a chance to work with on a daily basis here. Well, the University of Miami had to battle against your brother a couple of times. So he was on the (laughs) offensive side. You're on the defensive side. Was it always that way growing up? Uh, no, it's funny. I was actually uh, I was a receiver in college, and he was a quarterback in college, and and um, you know it just was one of those things. My first job, you know, in the irony department, my first job as a coach was as a graduate assistant at the University of Virginia in 1990, and um, you know, so I have fond memories of that season at UVA, and and great deal of respect for that. Obviously, that progress for George Welsh, and that uh, was actually Tom O'Brien's GA, who obviously coached at Boston College, then later at NC State. Uh, but my brother and I certainly have had some great, you know, battles, and, and, and I'm a few years older than him. And, and actually, when I was a defense coordinator at William & Mary, we went down to Chapel Hill one time and uh, gave those guys a heck of a game. We were actually beating them 17-7 late in the fourth quarter, and you know, gave up two late scores to, for them to beat us 21-17. But those FCS versus ACC t- games, uh, those are those are always a, like a Super Bowl to, those, uh, to, to the FCS-style teams, and that was a – that was a strenuous week. You know, it was a really weird week, you know, coaching against your brother. I don't know how many times that's actually happened where the guy calling the defense in the game was actually coaching against the guy calling the offense on the other team. So that was really kind of a strange week for sure. Coach, share with us some of the challenges that you have as a head coach. You have that experience. Uh-huh. You went through that. And uh, that, that maybe just some things that people have no idea 
what you're faced with? Well, you know, you know, someone as assistant coaches, you're independent contractors, meaning, you know, you're responsible for your room, but, but at the same time, you're responsible for your room and you're part of an operation, you're part of a team, but as a head coach, you're responsible for every aspect of things. And, and coach Diaz has done such a good job, you know, creating the culture here. I mean, he, he is Miami to me. I mean, he's a, you know, obviously from here, um, you know, he's so proud uh, to be the head football coach here at Miami. He's a great representative of the university. And, um, you know, so, I mean, when you talk about being a head coach, it's, it's creating a culture uh, in everything that you do. It's, it, it's setting the tone with your recruiting. That's, you know, and certainly at least in, in, the, in the last decade, you know, recruiting's, uh, you know, recruiting's always been such a gigantic part of this profession. But in the last 10 years, it's become so much more scrutinized, as, as you guys know, um, the discipline of the team, the strength and conditioning of the team, you know, the day-to-day operations of the organization, and, you know, all the things that, you know, Manny does to juggle. And, oh, yeah, then on top of that, he's, you know, calling the defensive plays and the defensive coordinator and doing all those things. So I think, you know, one of the things I think, one of the reasons I think that he asked me to join the program and, and, and in the role that I have is, you know, maybe in a some way, shape, or form, I can help him with maybe your know, blind spots or, you know, sometimes do help him with some things that, you know, uh, you know, I've been in that seat before and I have some experience that I bring to the table that might be able to, you know, help him whenever he has to put the head coaching hat on, you know, help him with the defensive side of the ball. And, and we do have some good experience, obviously, on our defensive staff. T. Rob's called defenses in the SEC and Jess has been at the NFL level, obviously. So, you know, in the room, it, it, it's really, you know, been very, um, you know, like anything, it's, you know, everybody brings ideas to the table, and I think that's Coach's greatest asset in that he he provides everybody the opportunity to speak their you know mind and and provide feedback and and, and give input all the time, and that's really been kind of a neat thing. So, and I've I've enjoyed being a part of that. Coaches, as you get ready to go into this uh, Virginia game uh, with the staff, do you think that uh, you and Coach Diaz philosophically? or at the same place today as you were maybe in August, or have you had to make some tweaks along the way here, whether it's because of injuries or maybe because you've looked at certain things in the, in the philosophy and said, well, let, let's, uh, let's make an adjustment. I think, I think that, I think being a successful coach is always adjusting, you know, adjusting, you know, uh, you know, I, I think each team, whether it's the 2020, you know, Miami hurricanes or the 2021 Miami hurricanes, each team has its own identity. And, you know, to me, it's not necessarily scheme, it's style of play. And, and one of the things we're talking about, you know, we had a, a certain vision, you know, for our style of play, you know, in the spring, you're evaluating your personnel and deciding, you know, who you're going to play and what position you're going to play them at, what are our strengths, what are our weaknesses. Training camp's sort of the same thing, but you would never, ever really know until the opening game. And we were certainly throwing quite a challenge in the opening game and, and I'm not sure we knew a whole lot about our team after that day. And I was, I, I think we all thought, you know, I think anybody who knows the game, knew App St- knows the industry, knew App State was going to be a challenging game for us. I mean, in their last four games against, you know, Power Five opponents, you know, they beat South Carolina, they beat North Carolina, and they took Penn State and Tennessee to overtime. So if anybody thought that was going to be a blowout, I mean, that they were mistaken, I think. So I was really, I think we were all pleased with how we won that game. Not necessarily how we played, but how we battled and 
and found a way to win that game. Executed well in the clock situation at the end, and the freshman kicker just did what he's done all through camp. And then, you know, we had a little bit of a, you know, we had a hiccup, certainly a setback against Michigan State, and we were all disappointed with how we played, I think, on both sides of the ball, and I certainly don't want to speak too much for the offense. But we had an, and, and the phrase Coach used last week was, we're all in the mud. And the thing that I was real proud of our team is, and I think everybody was, is we said the only way to get out of the mud, there's a lot of ways to get out of the mud, but the only consistent thing to getting out of the mud is doing it together. And there's no finger pointing. There's no bickering among players. There's not no bickering among the coaches. It was, here's the problem that's placed in front of us. Let's figure it out. And, and certainly we recognize there's, you know, more challenging opponents than Central Connecticut. But the truth of the matter is we really, we probably played our cleanest game. You know, offensively we didn't turn the ball over and, I don't think we had any any penalties uh, uh, of significance. And defensively, we did what we had to do to stop the run. I think 7 of 13 series were three and outs. We played better on third down. We got a stop in the red zone at the end of the game. So, you know, we got to play a lot of players and especially give, you know, really good young players the opportunity to, to play in a game in hard rock you know, when it really counted. And we did what we had to do. So the objective, I think, was to be – the best version of the Miami Hurricanes, and specifically as it relates to my role, the Miami Hurricane defense heading into our conference opener. So, you know, yeah, we have some injuries and some things, but with the players that we have available to us and the the, the, the opponent that we have facing us, I think we've put together a pretty good plan, and, and we're really, I think we're all looking forward to kicking off at 7.30 on Thursday night. Uh, speaking of, of the next opponent, uh, th- this uh, Virginia team has really morphed into something <laughs> kind of extraordinary. A uh, lot of formations, a lot of movement. Uh, some guys are wearing some strange numbers. They can play about every position, but the ringleader is a quarterback, and he can get the ball down the field, and, and uh, Wicks, number three, can really uh, – he, he can make the tough catch. So maybe uh, your, your overview on what do you have to do to contain this offense. Sure. Obviously, you know, they're averaging 35 points a game. You know, they, uh, they're they averaging over 540 yards per game. They're averaging 430 yards passing a game, which is number one in the country. And to your point, it all starts, you know, with Brennan Armstrong. Um, he, he's really uh, uh, playing at a very high level of quarterback. Uh, he's taken some hits, you know, over the last couple weeks. And obviously, uh, they put some points on the board against both North Carolina and against Wake Forest, but they haven't gotten the victory. But he's thrown 13 touchdowns, only a couple interceptions. He really throws the deep ball well. Um, you know, you hit it on the head when you talk about three wicks. He's playing at a, at a very, very high level right now. And, you know, he, he's, uh, you know he, he's, he's, uh, he's averaging over 20 yards a catch. You know, a kid from Louisiana, they got a kid number two, Henry. He's cut a lot of balls for Kemp. Now, I've only been here for a year, but between Packy and those guys tell me it seems like Kemp's been there forever. Yeah, yeah, he's um, been there since Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and there's a unique, you know, in the transfer portal, they've gotten the unique tight end, you know, Jelani Woods, who was in Oklahoma State last year, who looks like a power forward out there running, you know, routes over the middle. And uh, he's got, you know, a bunch of touchdowns. He's a real red zone threat, and he's playing very, very well. And, and a guy I was with at Mississippi State, He's listed on the depth chart as a FBP football player, and that's number 99. You were alluding to the numbers before, Keaton Thompson. And Keaton was the starting quarterback the first game I ever coached at Mississippi State. And a you know, really unique athlete. Um, 
you know, was a dual threat quarterback for us. Probably not as polished a passer as the head coach was looking for. Tried to actually put him into the role that he executes at Virginia, where he plays some wildcat quarterback, um, throws some passes out of that position, you know, runs some routes, motions back into the backfield and carries the ball, and he's a real weapon for them as well. I think, you know, you look at them, they're, they're, they're throwing the ball significantly more than they're running. I think uh, they're trying to find their identity on the offensive line a little bit. They're trying to find their identity at running back. I think they've had some injuries. So they're trying to find creative ways to run the football, you know, whether it's the quarterback runs or getting the ball to, to uh, Keaton, uh, doing some different things. But they sure are throwing the heck out of it. And the last couple of weeks, I you know, I think they may have gotten a little bit off schedule because they fell behind and, and certainly had to throw more maybe than they'd want to. But uh, but they know how to move the ball and they know how to score points. And the one thing I know, sometimes games are good matchups. You know, Coach Diaz talked about it early in the week. The last five seasons, you know, this game's sort of come down to the last quarter, maybe even the last possession. And we've played pretty good against them. I and mean, we've given up, you know, 16.2 points per game. In four of the five games, we're giving up less than 16 points. You know, they've averaged 2.5 yards per carry against us in the run game over those five years. You know, we've had four interceptions and 22 sacks in the past game over the last five years. So I think our guys, although they are very unorthodox, you know, we have some experienced players who have played against them, know their personnel, you know, know kind of their identity. And and, uh, as I said, it's on a short week, you know, that's been kind of a benefit to us. You know, guys like Bubba, guys like Jade, you know, guys being able to say, listen, Hey, you know, this is what they do. This is who they are. Let's just settle in. Let's let's get back to work and do our thing. And as I said, I, I really think I got a good sense when we walked off the practice field today that our guys are really, really excited to get out there Thursday night. Sounds great. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. We, we greatly appreciate it. Love to have you back on the show to talk football and Ted Lasso. Uh, <laughs> really Anytime. appreciate it. Thank you guys so much, and thank you for all that you guys do for uh, – for the program and for the university. Okay, Coach. Appreciate that very much, Coach. See you tomorrow. Go Canes. All right. That's uh, Coach uh, Shoop joining us. That was about as good a breakdown as you're going to get of the opponent. And by the way, I know we're running late here, Danny, uh, and I'll make this really short. A couple years ago, I think we were doing a game, I'm going to say it was North Carolina, and this is not demeaning anybody else. We looked over at one booth, and it was very young. We looked over at the North Carolina booth, and it was very old. Mm-hmm. I looked at you and I said, this is going to be tough. And you want to talk about trying to help your program. Miami entered the world of analysts with a pro. A pro. A guy with tons of experience under his belt. Had coaching experience. Now, coordinating in all conferences. What he said was, we weren't sure what we got after Alabama. And I'm not sure that any of us know what they have right now on defense after the first four because of some injuries. And, oh, by the way, the three running backs that they faced, or the top three, the guy at Alabama, the guy at Michigan State, well, no, two at, two at App State, the guy Noel ran for a 175 the other night, right. <laughs> was listed as like pro football, something or another's top running back of the week. So... About anybody would have trouble tackling those dudes. Now, do they got to get better tackling? Yes. Uh, But I'm glad they made the move to have that kind of experience on the staff. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.